0: On today's episode, my friends, we have Metal World Peace, who is an NBA champion from his time with the Los Angeles Lakers, an all-star, played against Michael Jordan, played with Kobe Bryant. This dude is a beast, and now an entrepreneur. I hope you enjoy. See ya. ladies and gentlemen welcome back into another episode of the buster show today we have a very very special guest nba champion entrepreneur meta world peace welcome to the show my friend man
1: thanks for having me brother it's really good to be on your show and um really great to you know to see everybody still active amongst all the craziness that's happening in the world um but yeah it's so good to be on your show
0: First and foremost, I have to ask how are you doing how is the family doing most important question first
1: absolutely man everybody, everybody's solid everybody's doing okay and everybody's everybody everybody's doing okay and just you know trying to make sure we get back in school and different things like that
0: amazing now i want to I want to ask you um, about one of your entrepreneurial endeavors. I want everybody hearing this to, to hear from the start. I want to talk about XVSX Sports. Walk me through how you came up with it, what the goal is, and, and whatever else you think is important to share on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, well, a couple of years ago, I was, I was retired. I wanted to still play basketball. But when I retired... And I didn't officially retire, I still wanted to play basketball. And what happened was the teams had other ideas in mind with going younger. As a, as a human, you know, you, you, you're taught not to give up. It's just instinct to keep pushing. And what I planned for since I was eight years old was to play. And Anything I put my mind to, I could accomplish well. I wanted to play 20 years. I tried to put my mind to it, but I just couldn't accomplish it. That made me, uh, made me very frustrated. And then you could apply that to other people who put their mind to something, or just basketball, other players who put their minds to playing in the NCAA, to playing in the NBA. But for whatever reasons or whatever circumstances, they can't make it. So mm-hmm. how do you create that same uh, atmosphere where you're competing? And that's what I that's what I'm trying to do. There's so many different variables that go into an athlete that if you if you don't love basketball or you're not you know, or, or or if you're not um putting yourself in an athlete's shoes, you're not gonna really understand, you okay. know, like what an athlete needs and but and not talking about just pros, I'm talking about just someone who loves basketball.
0: I think. You know, whereas
1: me, I'm like really concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really concerned about it, but yeah.
0: I wonder. Do you think that's where a lot of the disconnect in you know a lot of places, but particularly places like college sports are, where the people that are in charge have no relationship to what these kids and these players are going through? Say it again, sorry. Do you think that, that same idea, just that if you're not in an athlete shoes, you have no idea what they're going through? Do you think that's where you know a lot of the disconnect in, you know, college sports, for example, also lies?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, it could be, it could be, right? you you actually have to play, but if you're playing basketball and you have a good job, right? They're not they're not thinking about the people who don't really have good jobs, right? Or if you're doing, a, if you have a basketball platform, you, you might not really understand what a basketball player is going through. Basketball players have a lot of stress, man, like because they want to play basketball. When you can't play, right now, it's a lot of stress. Then, then you get in a situation where, you know, you your your career is not quite where you want it to be, and there's so many more uh, people trying to apply to play basketball than they are trying to be scientists because all you need is a basketball. Right. So just imagine it, right, all you need is basketball. So just imagine if you are trying to make it as a scientist or as a teacher or trying to get a job and you don't get it. and You got to go home to your family or whatever and you got to say, you know, um, I couldn't get it today or whatever, you know. A basketball player, they don't really care They'll play basketball before they get a nine-to-five job, some basketball players.
0: Totally. Right? But
1: when they can't play basketball, it's a big problem. And we – and and it's a – I don't mean to bring it back to this, but in New York City a couple of years ago, when they started to adapt the, the European culture to New York City, once I seen it, I'm like, man, this is not good. They started to turn off the music on the basketball courts in New York City. They started to cut the parks out at 9 9 p.m. You know, so so basketball, it's it's dominated, you know, by African-Americans, most likely in America, you Mm -hmm. know, in terms of the sport. But a lot of people don't speak about it. They don't really care about it. Basketball is not, you know, we're not asking for money. We're not asking for um, anything. We're just asking for a hoop and a ball. That's <laughs> all we want, right? We don't yeah. want nothing else from you. We don't want to say hi. We don't. You can make all the billions you want. We don't care. A basketball is going to keep us happy, and people not thinking like that. And in New York City, you know, I'm not. Sometimes when I get upset about something, I'm quicker to lash out, curse somebody out, any high level of whoever I got to curse out in their face. Um. I was highly upset. You got to think about how much I love basketball and how much I love playing with people. And anytime basketball is affected, you know how some people are, you know, social injustice or, you know, some some people on, uh, I would say, I don't want to call everybody racist, but some people who are concerned about like white culture and saying that black people are taking jobs and I don't want to get into racist. I'm just talking about topics. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and and that's their concern, right? That's their passion, you know? Or if you're a, a black person and you're like, you know, Black Lives Matter or you're saying social injustice, right? And I'm just speaking from a different view right now, right? Really? And or if you are Latino and you're like, you know, we need to be treated better. And I'm like, yeah, our basketball players are not treated right with any respect, right? So that's like the you know, that's, that's the story that I have behind, like, you know, how, how I think about basketball. Totally. We need to be able to play basketball, you know, and, um, you know, it's not bothering us.
0: <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> now, how do you feel about the NBA uh, planning a return now? Do you think it's going to work out well? What do you think can going to happen?
1: You know, I think it's going to work out well, you know. I'm sure everybody's signing consents. We, we, we want to play basketball. If people want to see us play basketball. Now, let's protect the fans and let's keep the fans out. Let's do that. But let us play basketball at our own risk. And I, and I feel bad about saying that, but people are going crazy because they can't shoot the ball in the hoop.
0: Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't even play competitively.
1: And I, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, just shoot the ball in the hoop, you know. So, you know, it's just a couple of things like that where I'm just like, we, uh, you know, for me, I'm passionate about it. And and I, since a kid, I always die. I would die for basketball because certain places that I played, you know, you, you don't know how you're going to come out of the park if something go down. And I go into that park not worried. It's one of the few times I'm not worried. I'm, you know, basketball something i fight for, definitely. I fight my family too, but basketball, I love it so much, and we just want to, we want to help our
0: basketball players. A hundred percent. Speaking of the NBA, I want to ask you a couple questions about a couple guys that you played against. First being, uh, you know, during quarantine, this big documentary came out about this guy named Michael. I don't know if you saw it. Um, (laughs) Did you watch the documentary?
1: When you said Michael, I was thinking of my friend Mike Chatfield, who's probably the best player I've played against in my life. But, um, he passed away, a bad situation. But um, I watched the documentary. I loved it. I thought I was so happy to see that because I needed during COVID. I was just like, "This is unreal. I'm sick. I can't do nothing." And then, then we get this Last Dance documentary, and I, it brought so much happiness. Yeah. You know, to me at that time, uh, it was just something that you could relate to. So it was great. I loved it.
0: How did you feel about MJ uh, while you were playing? Did you look up to him while you were playing, or was he just?
1: is he a beat? god. He's a god. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The first time I played against MJ in the summertime, I was 19 years old. Young LeBron, ja- a young LeBron James was in there too, and um, and he was looking good. Good lord, he was 15, 16, looking good. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. So, you know, I played against MJ, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm playing against my, my guy. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to play so hard. I was, that's when we had that little incident that everybody keeps talking about. I didn't, I didn't leak that information. It was, in the, it was in the media. So I didn't tell anybody that I played against MJ, and I broke his wrist. I wasn't trying to get no publicity off that. It was leaked in the media, and somebody said, I punched MJ. You know, you didn't I punched MJ. I didn't, punch, I didn't punch MJ. I'm going to punch MJ for it, you know? Um, so anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? 1990, 1999, this came out, right? But anyway, that story came out, and, you know, I'm Smash Mouth basketball, and we was going hard. I, I respected him so much, I wanted to give him my all. I just wanted to give him my all. I never thought I would be able to play against MJ, man. He retired in 98. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to play against Michael Jordan. Man, it was just the most amazing experience ever.
0: I want to ask you more about LeBron versus MJ. When you were, you said you were 19 at the time? You were my (laughs) age then. That's insane. And LeBron was 15. Were they always on the same team or did they play against him? I can't remember everything, but
1: I've never played on LeBron's team in open runs. Um, I played against him once or twice in the open run. And I remember him because everybody kept talking about him. And, and everybody knew he was coming to the gym. Everybody knew he was coming. He could have been in the NBA at 15 years old, man. Definitely. That's great. And he would have made an impact. He could have been starting. That's what people don't understand about LeBron. He was a starter in NBA at 15 years old. Wow. You know, I've I, I, I seen it. And, I, and when I've seen him, and I played against him, and I knew he was going to be in the league, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, got, I got to step it up because yeah. I knew he was going to be big. And, and he, was, he, was, he was one of the ones – I'm happy I got a chance to see him, and that wasn't yeah. a surprise. And, 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 and when, I, when, I, when I met LeBron in the league, I mean, people seeing us play, he was more skilled and talented, but in terms of, like, you know, physical – you know, it, it was a lot of basketball blows. The one thing I do like about playing against LeBron, it was never any like fighting blows. Like meaning, when I dunked and then I and I threw an elbow at the at the, at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, I didn't mean to hit James Harden, but I hit James Harden right. And that's not a good. That's not a basketball hit. That's a excessive. Um, when I was playing against LeBron, a lot of basketball hits. Mm. I got one of my favorite basketball hits. But LeBron was – the last game I played against him, um, I know I, 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 I like the physical part of the game. I can so, tell. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. So, so, um, I love it. But, but, but one of my favorite basketball hits with LeBron is um, he was running full speed down the court. Normally people get out the way and I said, oh, "This is I love this. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so he's running two full speed down the court. And I just kept my feet on the floor. And they called a foul. It wasn't a foul, but he ran into me and kind of went back. And I just stood there. And I was like, okay, is my shoulder broke? You know, is my, is my ribs okay? I'm like, damn, I don't know how I came out that one. <laughs> but I wanted it. You know? Um, and, and I remember, like, just keep your feet on the floor. Don't move a, a fucking – sorry, pardon Don't move an inch. Don't move an inch. And – um. And, and, and I call that basketball hits. Basketball hits are okay. Excessive hits. I had some excessive hits also, which I'm not a fan of those. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of those. But, you know, I mean, just – just I can go on and on about the kid, about, about he's a man now, not a kid. I can go on and on because, um, I mean, you know, where he, you know where he's from. He's he holes in his shoes and all that stuff, man. It's just, just amazing.
0: Yeah. No, cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think the difference is for people that are wondering between a basketball hit and an excessive hit if you had to break it down? Yeah, basketball hit is good. A, bas- a box out,
1: um, um, uh, denying, um, uh, fighting for position, um, b- beating your man to the spot and not, and not giving up the spot. Some, some All-Stars, when I used to play the game, the All-Stars, they, 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 the, the, the previous game, the ref called foul, or, or not even a ref, the player will move out the way when they want to post up. But Metal World Peace, not only you got to work to get the spot, you ain't getting the fucking spot. Sorry, Sorry, sorry. Pardon my language, everybody watching, because I don't mean... <laughs> right, real talk, now, real talk, I got, I got a bad mouth, man. I need soap, def- definitely. But um, you're not getting the spot. And, and that's a basketball hit. That's a basketball fight. You know, I, I wish I
0: would have had more of those than, than some of the other ones. Totally, I want to ask you. You told me about the first time that you, met, um, that you met Michael Jordan. Do you remember the first time that you met Kobe? Man, yeah, I do remember the first
1: time I met Kobe. Man, first time I met Kobe, I was fourteen years old. He's fifteen. You I was were on a 14? team with Sham. yeah, I was on a team with Sham God Wells. He's only one year older than me, so I was on a team with Sham God Wells and RIP Kobe. Um, always competitive. I love Kobe. Um, and and Shaheen Holloway, Sham Garwells, and uh, and my, my boy from my hood, Dwayne Edwards, we call him Skip. Um, and a couple other people. Oh man, Raheem Johnson. Um, uh, we had and then Kobe and I don't even know. Man, maybe um I think Arthur um Arthur um this famous guy back in the days, high school days, I forget his last name. Man, I wish I knew his last name. Um well, and I, and maybe Rip Hamilton was on that team. Maybe For Rip Hamilton was on that team. team. Was it a travel team, or what was it? It was their team versus our team. We from New York Got City. Got it. Um, They was from Philly, I guess, right? So they kept saying, you know, we're playing against the next Grand Hill. And I ain't know who the next Grand Hill I ain't know Kobe at that time. So I'm like, who the hell? And honestly, I didn't even know his name until, like, maybe a, a year or two later. Because I never really watched basketball that much as a youngster, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But anyway... He had about he had about thirty two going into the fourth, and then they, I was a young dude. I was on the bench, but then they said, Meta, go get him. Ron, go get him." And he had like six to eight points on me. He scored, but you know, um, I was always an elite defender, um, and he was cooking, yo. But you know, you know, he, I'm sure when he played against me, he definitely worked on his game because the way the way I was guarding him, I was young. And, you know, it was like, if you want me to get off you, then you have to throw a punch at me. It's the only way. But Kobe, he kept playing. He kept playing and kept playing. And I kept on him, kept on him. And he he had about like six to eight points on me. But he said he had 12 points on me. (laughs) I'm like, all right, Kobe, you said you had 12, you had 12. Definitely didn't score 12 at, at that point in time when he was 15 years old. Now, but,
0: uh, how do you think? What were the most significant differences from his game then, as to what he improved on over the next? It couple was of the days? same. It was it the was same. same. To, the to me, it's the
1: same level because um, it's the same level. Same level.
0: Wow. What do you think uh, the biggest lesson that you picked up from him was? I think you might have cut out there for a sec. You there? One second. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I was just asking, what's the biggest lesson you think you picked up from Kobe throughout, you know, your time together with the Lakers?
1: The biggest, well, the thing was, like, when I got to the Lakers, I wanted to win a title. I knew we could win a title. I knew we had LeBron James on the other side. You know, um and that was it. I was I was focused on a couple things. You know, um and, and that's why I got up to about I got up to about I knew once once he I always I always knew I was gonna play against LeBron in the playoffs because I was in Indiana. He was in he was in the Cavs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so you know this is gonna happen. If it wasn't for my suspension, you know we was definitely gonna meet each other in the playoffs. So my my thing was when LeBron got into the league, I said the only way I'm gonna win the title if I beat this guy, <laughs> and and um so I started to get bigger, and th- then I got and the one game I played against LeBron during the Brawl year, we had a game in Cleveland. He was young, he had 20 plus. I had 31. He might have had 34. I had 31. Some this is when I was go to guy and you know ball going to me going. Me. Um when I left I was only seeing my brown like twice a yeah I gotta lose weight I'm not even playing as this guy anymore. I, I, I didn't even think I was gonna be in the league, tell you the truth. So I'm like I was gotta be in shape. And then when I get to the Lakers I'm like oh wow we gotta change. Won the, the, the finals, he gonna definitely be playing, playing against you know LeBron. So I, I, he was. I need to put on muscle. But I don't need to put on no muscle, you know. And then obviously, I never got a chance to play against LeBron. I would have loved to play against him in my prime in the um in the finals. Um, that year, LeBron called me. Well, I, I got connected with him through someone. I forget who it was. And um, respectfully, because I respect LeBron, 100. When he called me. And asked me to come to Cleveland, I'm just like, I said, I, I was like, I was like, um, for what? Are you still going to be in Cleveland? <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, I was like, nah. Like I wanted to play. I wanted to beat LeBron because <laughs> I knew like I, I knew he was going to be great. So if I beat LeBron in the finals, like that's legacy, right? Like when Boston beats LeBron, or or I mean, he's the one. He's the kid. He's the one chosen one and you want to be so so right before i got to the Lakers, i didn't want to come to the spectacle. i didn't want to i'm like what the hell i'm going to title there yeah i want want to beat these guys you Mm -hmm. know um but the teams didn't trust me and then other players in the league they didn't want to play with me right because like i'm self-destructive right so a lot of players like then when we were in the team, some teams probably wanted me, but players was like Nah, I don't, I don't want to play, right? We run. So, you know, at that time, my. So then, what I wanted to do was go back to Detroit or Indiana. So I told my agent, I want to go to Detroit or Indiana. That's where I want to go. Um, Indiana was like Nah, we really don't want you back. Detroit, um, they was like Nah, <laughs> you know. Um, I thought it would have been dope to win a title in Indiana or win a title in Detroit. And, and, I, and I'm like, you know, because back when I was playing, I was always, like, colorful and always into doing something different. Um, And I always like the attention. So what can I do to win a title and get the attention at the same time? That's how I was thinking when I was young. Um, so then I was with the Rockets, and then i said, okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'll go back to the Rockets. It was like kind of my number one choice, but Indiana, Indiana and the Detroit. I wanted to play overseas because I wanted to be overseas in my prime.
0: Mm. Um,
1: I, you know, I, I wanted to play everywhere. I wanted to fucking play basketball. I've been playing basketball everywhere since I was a kid. A couple teams in Greece, like uh, they they didn't they didn't they didn't return to call. You know, the time out, and I knew it was less money, but I didn't really care. Honestly, I tell my agent worst case scenario, let's go back to Houston. We are ready to negotiate some things. Houston calls us back. All respect with, with, with the worst deal. I just said, don't even respond. super disrespectful.
0: You're breaking uh, up a little bit. Um, I can still kind of hear you. And
1: then, uh, um, uh, you know, to mm. Okay, let me get in. Give me one second. Let me get You know, we got a call from the Lakers at 12.01. We get that call from the Lakers, you know, at twelve
0: I met at the end there, but I just wanted to thank him really quick for coming on, Um, doing the episode. It was an absolute blast, and uh, we're going to do a part two super soon. So stay tuned. Subscribe. I'll see you in the next podcast.